WV Uncommonplace. This podcast is a variety podcast that houses numerous series to cover mental health, empowerment, podcast framework, and various intimate series to get to know the hosts. Along with occasional movies reviews and dives in pop culture with our event podcast episodes. The Uncommonplace digs into bringing guests on that stories don't fit the mold and are very different. WV stands for the great state of West Virginia and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself JR are your hosts so please come along for this venture to Uncommonplace. WV Uncommonplace. This podcast is a variety podcast that houses numerous series to cover mental health, empowerment, podcast framework, and various intimate series to get to know the hosts. Along with occasional movies reviews and dives in pop culture with our event podcast episodes. The Uncommonplace digs into bringing guests on that stories don't fit the mold and are very different. WV stands for the great state of West Virginia and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself JR are your hosts so please come along for this venture to Uncommonplace. Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Uh, today, this is the very first episode inside of a series because y'all now got a 50 million series about all kinds of random shit because I'm just random. Uh, this is post-COVID talks. And today I have with me the illustrious, the most magnifying or whatever the hell he's going to say about himself, King Germ from the Frocast. King Germ, please introduce yourself and do all the extraness that you normally do when your show so my show can get blessed with it. How y'all doing, man? It's your boy, King Germ. One half of the Procast, a.k.a. the People's Champion, a.k.a. the most electrifying motherfucking podcast today, a.k.a. the next-door neighbor of Danny Tanner, a.k.a. LeBron Flames, a.k.a. the King of the Lames, a.k.a. the illegitimate son of Carl Weathers, a.k.a. Germ Cena, a.k.a. Bill Goldberg in the bedroom, a.k.a. Smoking Germ Frazier. I'm in the building, man. I'm not about to do all these on your show. I'm not going to do it. Sorry. Oh damn! I can't get can't get that after all we've been through. I mean, I, I just you you know it's it's magic, and you know magic is not replicated like that. You don't ask David Copperfield to keep doing the same trick over and over again, do you? We replace him with David Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Now, now, me and you, we go back a good ways in podcasting. You've been podcasting longer than me, so when we talk about post COVID talks and shit like that, it's not necessarily that deep into the podcast game. Cause we see motherfuckers podcast fade every day. Right. Of course. But this has been the greatest depression of podcast fade I've ever seen in my life. Now you say. Um, well, I feel like, like I said, it was a big bubble that came uh, during the quarantine when people didn't have nothing to do and uh, people were stuck in the house and, you know, create creativity was being sparked uh, uh, among a lot of people. And so that led to a lot of people doing podcasting. Now, like you said, I've been podcasting since probably like 2009. And so I, I, I was used to, 
you know, I wasn't used to the boom like it was this time. Like it, this was a major boom. You had people coming out of woodworks. Uh, I think my mom wanted to start a podcast. Uh, like it was just ridiculous. Everybody had a podcast. I used to say the podcast is a new mixtape. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how the rappers <laughs> was always handing mixtape. It was like everybody had a podcast. And then, so I was I was happy that the, uh, the bubble burst and we got uh, those uh, ones that weren't really serious or passionate about it out of the way. I, I, I welcomed it. Yeah, and I have to agree with that too. I know people are going to say, "Oh no," because you try to be this uh, podcast guru and all this other shit. I ain't no podcast guru. I'm just the person who makes podcasts, just like you. One thing that got me though is is that some of these people went out here and spent money. I believe in buying merchandise that you need. I went out to bought that little Zoom recorder so I can be portable and I can go everywhere. Actually, I bought it just so I didn't have to record with a computer. Just put a motherfucker on the headphones hook up eight microphones and I got a show with random people because you know I'm the king of posse cuts. So the thing that got me and you and I want you to, to dive in on this in a second was was that like some of these people went out here and got uh different type of software, um all these roadcasters because I mean you can find a roadcaster on Facebook uh marketplace for two hundred dollars now. I'm almost about ready to buy one just so I can prove a point that all these people bought all this expensive shit and there was no turnaround on it at all. You know, they pay 600. Now I'm going to get it for two. So to you, did you notice this? Like a lot of people, like people were coming hard in the paint with these podcasts, like uh, some of these titles and even still in titles from other podcasts. Uh, I, someone actually stole my name and had the uncommon place. And I was like, what the fuck? And then, you know, eventually, you know what I did. I just went at them like, you know, you got to change that name. And then they just deleted the podcast. You had any kind of friction or anything like that happen? Uh, yeah, one time we had some uh, English people. They had a, a podcast called The Frocast. They actually, you look up the Instagram, I think it was called The Frocast Show or something. And, you know, it, I mean, it was our same fucking font and everything. I hit the motherfuckers up. And I was just like, yo, man, what the fuck, bro? And then, you know, then they hit me back with the, the English accent. You know, you can't be mean to nobody with an English accent, bro. Like, how, how you get mad at somebody with an English accent? But, you know, they were real cordial about it, and they cleared it up. They, you know, changed the name or whatever. I haven't seen anything with it anymore. But as far as the people spending money on stuff, I tell anybody that's uh, when they jump into podcasts and don't buy a whole lot of equipment because you don't even know if you're going to do it, you know, 10 episodes in, you might quit. So now you're stuck with a whole bunch of equipment, and now what? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and fuck all y'all uh, podcasters that bought all that equipment and, and then were thought about quitting. You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and this is my thing on that, too. Like, the only reason everybody knows I travel with my job and stuff. So, like, that's why I had to buy shit. Because, you know, I might pull up somewhere and, and just have to do that shit inside a trailer or inside of a van or something, you know, with some Deb little Debbie snacks or some shit, you know, luring podcasters in. Um, so, like, this was the other thing that took that took me too, like in in general, you know, we come up. We're not necessarily from the same branch, but we're necessarily from the same area because you're from North Carolina. I'm from Virginia, and people's mentalities change. Because like you know, when I, when this Corona started coming around, like uh, I think I was in Ohio somewhere, right? So they locked us down in that state. So me and the, me and the old lady, the one I'm with right now for the audience, the Stacy, um. We had to stay inside Ohio for 30 days. If we left, like if I had left my job to come home, I would have to stay in West Virginia for 30 days. So we just rented us a little cottage out that joint and just, you know, we stayed up there. How did you feel initially about locking down? Because weren't y'all one of the last states to lock down? Uh, I, lived in, I live in Florida. Yeah, now. There, there was no lockdown. Like we, was, we was open 
the whole time. Uh, shout out to Governor Ron DeSantis. He kept Florida open and, uh, you know, so he kept everybody employed. Uh, I, I was deemed an essential worker, so I worked through the whole thing. So I was never in the house. So the, throughout the whole, I had to go to work every day. I was outside. So I, my version was different from those that were stuck in the house. You know what I'm saying? Damn. And, Damn. And speaking, yeah, and speaking of that, like these podcasters that say now that everything's back open, they don't have time to podcast and, you know, they have a life and all that. So what are you saying about the ones that still like a person like me? I'm still outside. I still find time to podcast. So y'all just didn't want to do it. And I'm glad y'all gone. I say that all the time. I am glad they are gone. You know what I'm saying? Because they they were just clogging up the airways, taking up space. Y'all use the name up that somebody else that really want a podcast could have used. But no, you already used uh, the Truth Be Told podcast or whatever these little cliche names that people come up with. And they all have the same little uh, uh, description of the show. No topic is out of bounds. We say what you don't want to say. You know how they do, man. Just generic ass podcast. I'm glad they're gone. And, and, and I wholeheartedly can agree with that because like this thing gets me. I emulate people. I watch what motherfuckers do. So I had to learn that I had to stop being like a crackhead because one thing, like you said, I was an essential worker the whole time, too. I only got two months that I was able to drag out and then I was able to go get that little unemployment for two months, which I was balling on that shit. I ain't gonna lie. It wasn't more money than I make in real life, but it was better money than I was making three years ago. So I was like, shit, I'm gonna live on this for a minute. But one thing I took from you and I stole from you, Queen Germ, was Tuesday podcast recording. I made it a point that I record only on Tuesdays when it's specifically for the show. If it's some fun shit like what we're doing right now, I'll ask you or, you know, because we agreed on December 7th or 3rd or whatever date it was. And then, you know, you agree to do the show, whatever. But finding time to do a show is not hard. It's like, like I, I try to tell motherfuckers, like just with, with marketing their podcast or doing a little promotion, that 15 minutes in a day, the hour that you got to, you have an hour in the day that nobody does shit. If they can't use that hour for that, or 30 minutes or three hours, everybody has free time. If anybody's that busy, then they've got to be fucking Bill Gates or uh, Elon Musk type. And even them dudes ain't that busy. You know? Now, Moving over to some more questions about uh, this whole post-COVID thing. Have your interactions with people changed since COVID has happened? Uh, not really. I I, I have, uh, I'm not going to say clicked up, but I we have a group of podcasters that we bounce ideas off of, you know, share content. You know, we do like a little toxic Bible study on Sundays on Instagram, uh, you know, but as far as, you know, I've seen some relationships, you know, grow, some fade away during this time. But I mean, it's I usually base the relationship on the seriousness of you as a podcaster. Like if me and you, if you ain't really serious about pie and then we ain't really got much to talk about. I mean, we still cool. But if you ain't potting, then, I mean, come on. I'm out there in the game, baby. I'm playing. And another thing, too, that I just want to throw in here for the audience and for any other podcaster that's not part of this group, um, you can't disrespect the SEC either. Um, comments that come out the way about the SEC, if you make a bad comment about Florida, you might get canceled by King Jerm. Oh, no, I mean, you can say anything about Florida. We're a six-win team, man. You can say anything about Florida right now. We, we ain't beat nobody this year, so I can't say anything. <laughs> I was just throwing that in there as a joke. Now, um, for me, for instance, like what's gotten crazy is like, you know, I travel a lot, but I've, I've got this weird stance. Like I haven't necessarily made it into Florida in different places uh, for 
long periods of time with my travel, I've been doing mostly mid-Atlantic. You can say Vermont all the way across to Chicago. Um, when I go through these cities and stuff and there's podcasters like that are even podcasting right now, I got the stance when I'm talking like, if you want to meet a public place or something, yeah, we can meet up. I got the equipment. We can roll with it. My hotel room always has a conference room. We can do a show. And you know the answer I get, King Germ, all the time? What is that? Oh, no, nah, man. Can't, can't, can't do it right now. Let, hit me up on that Zoom while you in town. Let, let, let's do it like that. Mm. So I'm like, you know, Dan, I would even wear a mask or, you know, a full mask like you wear in real life uh, going everywhere. I would just put the half mask on and look like a ninja and do the show. So so my problem with podcasters on that, I'm kind of like, you know what? Uh, after about six months, I was just like, forget it. When when they want to do a show, we might do a show. If they don't want to do it live and in person, that's cool. Ain't going to make, make me a hill of beans. I just won't fuck with them. Um, so what about you? I know your podcast is, is, is directly driven. Y'all have structure to it. But when you set out and you, you do have podcasters that do come across uh, your area sometimes, do you ever like want to link up with them or do shows with them? you know, or go on their show and do it kind of live, like in your, in your area, not necessarily your home, but you know, somewhere. No, I mean, not that it's just that I'm not saying I'm not interested in working with other people because I, I, I'm open to it. It's just that I really, uh, I really don't just whore myself out like that. If I could use that word over here, all the collabs, I think it waters down your product. And I think you should be more selective of, whose shows you go on and who you, you know what I'm saying? Because if it's not really a value to you, why are you doing it? And not sound like I'm some big podcast guy and nothing like that, but it's just like, if you have a show that you're not really talking about anything, then why why am I here? Like, why am I here? Like, I, I'm, I only want value. I only like shows. You know, I only deal with certain people. You know what I'm saying? That's my problem. And, you know and, and I, I stole that shit from you too. I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I've gotten to the point like that now. Um, I've gotten a little finicky, as we say up north or in the mid Atlantic, below the Mason Dixon line. Because, um, like, like, like I, I get your drift too. I, I kind of feel that sometimes because it's like I look at the quality of shows. Like, I can, I listen to your show as a listener not as a podcaster. I'll be waiting for your show like crack on Fridays. Um, it's only been three times. I think that I've had like actual personal issues with you with releasing it or not even doing a show. So in, like you said, in the title, of your show is the dopest podcast ever. So I can get what you're saying. Cause the thing that y'all have is real tight and y'all don't have mistakes in your show because your show, like I said, you got a segment after segment. Um, my favorite one, um, was the the coach germ deal that was going on at, at the beginning because you know i even called you one day when you didn't do the show um so you know you keep your stuff tight so i, so I definitely can agree with that now more in, into COVID talk here um what has been the difference that, like with you and, and even instagram because I, I noticed like with me i was never truly an instagram live guy i got out there um you know i'm bobby the brain heenan i like to put fire out there i don't like to just come out for no reason i got to come out with anger and hostility because i'm ready to get somebody i'm ready to hit them with the numbers so um what, what has changed with you and the lives and everything Oh, well, we, you know, the lives is basically for fun with me. Uh, I don't really do it to promote my product. I just do it to kick back with the other creatives and we just have a good time. Uh, we spark discussion. Uh, sometimes we, you know, bring up topics that we were discussing in the chat. We bring it out there to, you know, let the masses hear about it or whatever, just to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, basically just 
hang out. It's just, it's really, it's nothing serious. It's uh, people like, oh, this is a dope show. It's not a show. We're just sitting up there talking. And uh, that's about it with that. Like, it's nothing, you know, it's just a, a, me and a bunch of creatives creating, you know what I'm saying, sharing our networks with each other. And uh, we're going to get better about that, though. Yeah, so so elaborating a little bit more into this, I hate to go off the post COVID shit because we was doing the post COVID shit, but you know this toxic Bible is very interesting. Um, you have an ensemble that's with you, and for everybody else, let me break that down. He's got a crew. Um, and you it's not a crew. It is, it is a group of creatives that we all come together, and like I said, we bounce ideas off each other. Hey, we it, it was born out of the COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like we all came together because of the COVID. Because you know we like minds. We like people that shows that pay attention to detail, have good shows, uh, have good interaction. Um, you know that's just basically what it is. You know, and like I said, it was born from the COVID. So it is. It, it kind of relates to the subject. Okay, yeah, 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 it does because it did. Because I remember when the Bible study first started, it started out as whatever, and then ultimately feuds came out of it. And then y'all calmed it down. Y'all got rid of the hotheads. Like, like someone like me, that's a that's a. I'm not necessarily a propaganda starter, but if something happens with me, you know, I can't. Everybody knows now. I can't let shit go. Mm. So you know, I I thank you guys for all that because you guys have made a very entertaining set during all that, and then now everything's. Uh, into a new light and, and, and the most amazing thing i like is it's like when y'all do this toxic bible you know on sundays y'all do it on friday and i see y'all slip up and do something extra on saturday sometimes but, but the main thing on sunday like you said you hear a good uh amount of different things from different people um two people i like in in, in particular dolomite and uh Rodis when he does come through shout out to both of them guys yeah shout out to both of them and then uh momo wet she's a good lady too Hopefully I can get her and put her in some type of branding. I, I got a already got a cover ready. Just got to catch her to do the episode. You know how I am on that Diddy shit. Now, um, you get out here and you know you're you're still doing your show and you pop up in different places. And then like I've seen a lot of hostility come from this post COVID thing. Like the actual some of these podcasters that are out here, and me and you both have to be a hundred percent honest with this right now. Inside podcasting, there's three podcasters. There's the hobbyist, there's the podcaster that does a thing and things come to fruition, and then there's podcasters that make money. Mm -hmm. The ones that do things to fruition make money and just stay silent about it, do what they do. The ones that really make money, nobody knows them. They make tight money. Like That's 100% honesty that, that has to be put out there in the public. If someone in medium tier podcasting is making a living at podcasting, come holler at me so I can make some more money. <laughs> and you right <laughs> but then you got you, then you got this other podcaster like these hobbyists that, that want to make money but get mad because they, they failed at whatever they were doing and they come back and reinvent shows and do 70 different things and you know they get get, get Avenger type crews together to make shows and it's just the same shit every week how do you feel about that kind of content well, okay. First of all, I feel like if you have a passion for doing podcasting, do it. I don't see anything wrong with anyone podcasting. Now, if you are in podcasting to make money, there are ways that you can make money in podcasting. But I'm a firm believer. If you like what you're doing and you love what you're doing, keep doing it and it will work its way out. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not here to crush anyone's dreams, but I'm here to say that if you are really serious about it, just keep doing it. And one way, one day it'll work out for you. It might be 
10 days, it might be 10 years, it might be 40 years, but if you stick with it, it might work. So just keep working with it. But <laughs> um, but a lot of these people, I mean, I, like I said, I don't like um, shows where people lack creativity, where you talk about the same run-of-the-mill things, where you talk about just sex all the time. Like if you're a sex show, okay, that's cool. But if you're not a sex show and you always just defer to sex topics and talk about uh, eating booty and all like, man, nobody. Palacio. <laughs> yeah, all that, that. That's like I said, that's something everyone can relate to, but it's not really content. You know what I'm saying? So I really think that the creators need to stick with good content because content is what's going to get the people listening. Content is what's going to keep the, the people coming back every week. You know, you don't have to be, I don't have to be like WV on Commonplace. I just have to do my show and my listeners like that. And, you know, people listen to it and, you know, you got your listeners and just make sure you make things that your listeners want to hear. And, you know, you don't have to appeal to, if you don't want to appeal to new crowds, fine, don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but just appeal to someone, you know, don't just be up there doing some dumb stuff. And, and you know, like, don't be a Gallagher ass podcaster. Like, yes. you know, Gallagher just popped watermelons. Like what, 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 what was that? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and if you, that, that's nothing funny. It didn't take any talent to do what Gallagher did. He just sat up there and smashed watermelons and cantaloupes and people sat there and look, you know, and, and it's some dumb people that are listening to these, these, these horrible podcasts. I mean, they might have listeners. And then if that's the kind of listener you are, Hey, fine. You know what I'm saying? Step your podcast ears up and listen to some better shows. But if that's what you like is the, the new word is low privational uh, podcasting. Stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> anyway, anyway, now something else aside, uh, COVID, post-COVID talk. So since you were in Florida, you probably didn't have any difference in how the restaurants were ran, how um, do y'all have a lack of workers down there in the hospitality industry? Uh, not with the tourism being as high, you know, with tourism being a major, a major business, we really, I mean, everybody has a lack of but it's not like that. It's not like uh, where restaurants are closing because they don't have help no more. We, it's people out there, they, they're staying open. Okay. Cause, cause the problem that happened up here is everybody got a work from home job. And, and and this is one thing I gotta admit to everybody too. It for a little bit I had to work at home job. So I wasn't just at a computer just chilling, doing the podcast, streaming games, doing all that extra shit. And yeah, I did take an L in Madden, whatever. But anyway, the thing is, man, like that work from home was was too sweet. I could get up, turn it on, go back to sleep, blah, blah, blah. But when it came to hospitality, I was in Cleveland. Um, it's a podcast out there, 420 podcast. Shout out to them. Um, and I went to a, a Applebee's, which is the staple of what I do. And the Applebee's only had two people working, the bartender and somebody in the back. They didn't have a host. We just had to find a CME. And over time, I thought it would get better. I went back to Cleveland six months later when we were out of the pandemic and they had eight people working. And you know, like I know, because you've been to an Applebee's at least twice in your life, right? Of course. Yeah, because, you know, that's a staple. Every Tuesday, everybody go to Applebee's and listen to my podcast. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, like even now, when I go to these ones in Maryland and different places, it's still not like the full capacity of people working like they, they could have. Because, you know, if I don't care where you are in the United States, if you can make 16 to $18 working from home, and I'm not saying in big areas, because I know other areas, you got to have uh, more um money and stuff to live but 16 18 anywhere else in the united states at least where i'm at 
you can make a living off that. You know, you can work two jobs, two computers at the same time. So people don't want to go back to work. Have y'all, have you seen any of that with the work from home or has Florida kind of like, nah, we're not doing that work from home. Type I mean, stuff? Once you open back up and they cut off the unemployment and stuff, people had to make that choice. A lot of jobs um, um, was like welcoming back their people. Some jobs let you stay at home, you know what I'm saying? But uh, it's not that, you know, it's still some people that work from home and it's a lot of people that's back in person at work. Uh, you know, the academia is in, uh, you know, because I live in the capital. So, you know, a lot of state jobs, uh, everyone's back in person because, you know, the governor's just said, fuck this shit. Like, he's tired of it. And, you know, shout out to him, man. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. And then another thing, like I noticed, though, like entertainment and stuff, like during the pandemic, how how did how was you feeling about like watching TV and movies? Like like I know that it's a different aspect because you were still working, but it seemed like we was getting more stuff on streaming services. And I got the greatest movie ever that I got to see. Have you ever heard of Unhinged? I've heard of it. You've never seen it? I don't think I have. It's the one with Russell Crowe in it where he got a little bit of weight on him and the lady pulled up on him the wrong way and he chases her down and kills her whole family and shit in their mad rage. Mm, no, I didn't see that one. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in the Dropbox and let you let you watch it then. Because look, that one right there, that was like pandemic with some fresh movies, and the next thing you know, it, it's getting like it is now. Like I don't even, huh? Got it. The pandemic uh, started the. Uh, if it wasn't for the pandemic, we wouldn't have the Paramount Network. Uh, all the all those streaming apps and everything. The streaming app really took a. Like that, the streaming app took a super jump during the pandemic. Like nobody, it changed the pandemic changed the way we did so many things. Like you don't really, you know, you don't shake hands like you used to. You know, you just looked at things differently now. You don't touch the the banisters no more when you go out. You're real funny when you touch doorknobs. Um, I mean, it changed a lot about us. Like it, it, it made us get back to the simple things. Like you don't really need everything because you live without for two years. So you're like, man, I don't really need that shit no more. Or you learn to make something that you used to buy. You know what I'm saying? So it, it really brought the creativity out of some people. And you know what I'm saying? And you know, so some of us can be thankful for the pandemic. And I say in my case, it was it was an amazing thing for me because man, we stayed inside, we played video games. It was like I was 12 years old again. <laughs> I mean, outside of working, I worked at night you know, I had all day long to do what I wanted and had the weekend off. So, and you know, people weren't shopping at uh, that big box store anyway. So everybody was ordering stuff. So I never dealt with anybody, but uh, on to, to another topic inside of this, outside of post COVID stuff, but inside post COVID stuff that we'll do real quick. Um, what, you know, so we'll wrap the show up because we didn't want to make it too long. Cause you know, you, you got time frame to stuff, but Outside of like what you just said there, because that was a gem inside this episode, what has been the most major effect that has happened for you, your family, personally from COVID? Uh, it basically, I think in reality, COVID made us just appreciate each other more, you know, because we saw some people, you know, disappear from Earth. You know what I'm saying? During this time and whether you believe whatever you believe about the whole um, pandemic, 
you know what I'm saying? A lot of people gone. And you know what I'm saying? So it really just made us, like I said previously, to enjoy the simple things, just to, you know, take a look back, you know, put the phone down technology wise. Like it made like a lot of couples either realize they love each other or they hate each other. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure uh, you fell in and out of love several times during the lockdown because you were just like, yo, I can't. I mean, it, it basically we had to retrain ourselves and yeah. now we in the world. And so just like after 9-11 happened, we tr- we retrained ourselves to move differently. So now after the pandemic, we didn't retrain ourselves to move differently. So now I want to see how it is going forward. But uh, podcasting wise, I think it's in a good place. Um, it's a lot of good podcasters out there. Um, it's a lot of good content. I wish the video podcast would die down and it just go back to being audio because who wants to watch a podcast when you're supposed to listen to it? But you know, that's the people that won't shine. I get everybody wants to be a star. YouTube is there for a reason. Like, who wants to go? That's why I don't. I took my podcast off of YouTube because I was like, fuck that. <laughs> no, so yeah, not- yeah and, and that's my thing, too. Like, the video takes away from so much. Like, it'd be some ugly motherfuckers that's podcasting. And I said that, you know. Um, so I can understand people not want to do video, you know. And uh, what was it? What was it that movie I was watching? I watched it last night. I forgot to tell you about it. I was watching Across 110th Street. And, you know, I was watching that and uh, I got to thinking, I was like, you know, a lot of these people in this pod, I mean, in, in this podcast game could look like some characters from Across mm-hmm. 110th Street. Really? Yeah. So I was like, you know, you never know. So you may not necessarily want to show your face in podcasting, you know, not saying a name, but just, you know. <laughs> Who's this podcast you speak of, JR? Hey, name. Look, look, that's one thing about me, Jr. When I'm around, we don't name names. I don't. I don't. King, I don't King Germ. Around. King Germ. You look oh, like the King Germ. Like okay, keep. Okay, I mean, hey, that's funny. I mean, but I don't. I mean, it's funny because I don't. <laughs> I know that's just a little ongoing joke we got I going mean, on. Look, look, I'm all good with the jokes. Let's keep it rolling. But I mean, like I said, I'm married, so you know, I don't want none of the ladies to think that you know, you know, I'm not handsome. But you know, what I'm saying y'all ain't got no chance. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm spoken for. Hey, look. So, so at least you didn't get roasted like I did. Somebody said I look like a fucking Teddy Graham, the cinnamon Teddy Graham. God damn. I mean, but you do look like a little sheriff. You like the little shit that on Valentine's Day and shit. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody said I look like the Kmart version of uh, Anthony Anderson. God damn. You like the little yeah, you do. And, like, so it look, and, look, and look, somebody said I look like the food line version of uh what's the old boy's name from Empire? I can't Terrence Howard. Oh shit. The food line version, not the Kroger's, the food line, not not the Harris Teeter. <laughs> Store brand. <laughs> yeah, you, not you you Mr. Lightning. <laughs> right. And and like I always Dr. say, <laughs> and I said, like I said, everybody always be good in podcasting and take a joke because you can't take a joke about yourself. Uh, you shouldn't take yourself serious in real life. And I was like, damn, I really did look at the Teddy Graham not too long ago. And I was like, damn, I do kind of look like one. I'm built like one. Hey, man. I mean, that's one thing that, you know, about the fellas, we all can rib each other and nobody takes it personal. And, you know, and it, it makes it fun. You know, because I always feel like friends should, you know what I'm saying, your friends, your close circle, y'all should be able to joke with each other. Nobody should joke harder on you than your friends. Like, right. if my friends post something on Facebook, oh, I'm going in. Everybody can say, oh, man, you look nice. You look nice. I'm going in with a joke. And and then that's seen as love. You know what I'm saying? So 
I get it, man. I think I, mean, I know this is kind of off topic. I think bullying need to come back. Yeah, it made it tough because, you know, like in school, I, I've always been built like Bruno from um, Papa. So, you know, I look tough. So didn't nobody just say anything out of the way. But then when I would be with the bullies, bullies would correct certain behavior from certain you're people. Light that, you to keep it real. You was light skin. They couldn't let you get away with it. It was like when you was around the real, but they're like, nah, we're not letting this light skin dude do anything, bro. Right. It was like, he got to stay in check. But my, my thing is, like, like he said, bullying set a certain accord for people because some people would get high and mighty that shouldn't get high and mighty when we was in elementary and middle school and these people put these people in their place and they they kept like organized for people yes. bullying bullying only got crazy when people decided to take a cell phone and go in bathrooms when, when people started taking cell phones and recording every fucking thing on earth yes the thing about it if i got beat up only the person, people in my neighborhood and people who was there knew about it. You know what I'm saying? But now if I get beat up, it's somebody in fucking, uh, fucking the Maldives watching me get beat the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, I, I, it's like the whole world knows about it. I, I didn't just take the L at my school. Like it's somebody in fucking Washington state. Like, yo, look at this video. This dude getting handled. You know what I'm saying? And it's me. You know what I'm saying? But back in the day, all I had to worry about, like, if I took a lump, hey, whoever saw the fight, whoever heard about it, that's it. That was it. Then, you know what I'm saying? But now, right. no. Like, like a true. Like, they pull up the video, you five years old, like, you remember this video right here? So I can understand why bullying is a problem because of the the amount of it and how, you know, the pressure, the, the social pressures of social media and stuff like that are two kids. So I get it. But I still think that. They got rid of bullying when everyone needs it. It, get, it. it makes you tougher as you grow up. You just remember, like, hey. But if you think about it, bullying was really because you were poor. You know, you didn't know that your parents had took out another mortgage of the house and, and you know what I'm saying? So they had financial problems. So you wanted New Jordans, and they said, hey, take these motherfucking converse. And you you going to school getting clown because, you know, your parents poor. You know, that's all it was, man. It really... Kids weren't really mean. It was just your parents were poor, and we picked on you for your parents being poor. Or you, know you didn't have, or you didn't have that ice cream money on time because you were poor. Because on Fridays we got ice cream. And if you didn't have ice cream on time, yeah, somebody was dogging you out. And, yeah. and, and I say this, I got a funny story just real quick. When I was a young boy, it was a dude on my block named Marquise. He had the hands. My hands were on empty. I was a wrestler, so you know I could wrestle whatever. Well, I ran my mouth to Marquise. Marquise put the beating on me. He hit me with the eighteen piece combo. Mm. But listen, as soon as I fell over in a ditch, my sister got that run back. My sister Valen came through and beat his ass like with the four four hit combo. Like she took three hits in the gut, but she was like, boom, boom, boom. She's like, you can't even body my little brother. He a bitch. <laughs> she just boom, 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 boom. Shout out to my sister. You know, she doing her time wherever she's at. But anyway, um, so yeah, that bullying after that point, after Marquise did that to me, you know, I got my run back and I lumped him up. And my sister lumped him up too, so he got he caught two for the price of one. But the thing was, I knew that he was he was serious about how he was bullying and how he was doing stuff. He was only being tough because I was trying to be tough when obviously he was tougher than me, you know. So I learned my lesson not to be too tough around him no more because he might give me give me the the Mortal Kombat ass with it, not that little Street Fighter one I caught. So yeah, I agree with you on that. And then outside of that, I ain't never catching no more L's like that. 
I mean, god damn, I had the lump. I had two lumps. It looked like an ass on the side of my head. <laughs> I'm talking about how he lumped me up. He was like, back, 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 back. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, don't hurt me, no. But you know, he he put the beating in, and everybody knows me as a jokester, and I'm really serious when I'm saying this. Like, I learned from that beating. I was like, you got to learn to block and weave and shit. How you how you hear bounce back that many times? You ain't no rock, I'm sock, I'm robot. You just you learned a valuable lesson that day. See, see, that's what happens. And kids today, they don't have to learn these valuable lessons. They can fly off the mouth and say all kinds of things and there's no retribution. And so, and it, it's like, they can go online and talk shit, but you know, you got to be able to get punched in the mouth. You get, you know, I, I think that getting punched in the mouth is, is a good old problem solver. You know what I'm saying? Because you run off the mouth flip and somebody busts you in it, you're you going to learn because you're like, woof, last time I said that, you're going you gonna to remember how it felt when that motherfucker went in your shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, that's just how life goes. Mm. No doubt in that. <laughs> now, to wrap this up real quick, uh, and I thank you for coming on again. Uh, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. This is two times in a year. Did we record the one last year and I bring it out? No, like, actually, with you, I ever record shit and it comes out at the right time um, or in a good time. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Could you do me a huge favor? Uh, something that is nostalgic to my show is we do the shameless plug. And shameless plug um, is just telling them everywhere where they can meet and greet you. Tell them about the great network that you're part of, the dot-com that you run. Um, let everybody know, please, King Germ. All right, man. First off, if you uh, are on Twitter, well, no, no, let me start that over. First off, let me thank you, JR, for having me on here. I do appreciate it, man. Uh, you're a gracious host. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter at The Frocast, on Instagram at Frocast. You can go to nappyafro.com, uh, check us out. You can go to Frocast.com, listen to the show. Uh, we do have a Patreon that you can join for as little as a dollar by going to nappyafro.club. Um, we're on Clubhouse every Friday night. Uh, uh, so we do, like I said, Instagram Live on Sundays. Uh, if you enter other Black uh, Pod, excuse me, podcast, you can go to BlackPodSquad.com, and we have a network of podcasts. Only Black podcasts. Um, sorry, white people, you cannot join this. Um, it's, just, it's it's inclusive. We're gonna treat it like y'all did the country clubs back in the day. So don't. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that's about everything, man. Hey, hey, so real quick, do me a favor for this. Let them know about who's in the Black Pod Squad. Because the thing about it is, is I learned about the podcast. And, and one quick shout out I want to give is to 12 Cal. 12 Cal is one of the most versatile podcasters in the game. Um, if you do get a chance, please go over and listen to 12 Cal. And 12 Cal is not sponsored by um, West Virginia and Commonplace Enterprises or anything like that. But I do want to say 12 Cal, that's a whole different speed. Yeah, okay. So as the Black Pod Squad, we got, uh, I think, about six or seven members. Uh, as you said, we got 12 Cow and the 12 Cow Podcast. We got the Eclectic and the Eclectic Discussion Podcast and the Encyclopedia Hip Hop Podcast. Uh, as far as 12 Cow, he basically tells stories, um, you know, just relates things. No, no uh, current events. He just tells stories. Eclectic, he's more Mr. Nostalgia. Uh, and the Encyclopedia Hip Hop is just basically about music. Uh, we got the Power Lunch Hour. That's Corey Dosakis. I'm something else. Uh, that's a podcast out of Arkansas. These guys are hilarious. Uh, they're real friends, so the chemistry is there. And they always uh, bring a dope show. Uh, we got the Cool Out Corner. That's Pork L, Miss Mini Meeks. Uh, y'all know Cool Out Corner, man. Y'all heard them on this, I think. I yeah, think. they they were they were the original group, not they not with Miss yeah. Meeks yet. Mm-hmm. Gotta get them. The cool out corner. Uh, then we got Uncle Dolomite Too Much Game podcast. Uh, late new edition. 
uh, great addition to the Black Pod Squad. Uncle Dolomite is like a preacher, a hood preacher. He's like a, a damn evangelist, a hood <laughs> evangelist, a thug evangelist, a crip evangelist. That's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you- uh, we got beats, rhymes, and body slams. It's a podcast. It's about like music, wrestling. Uh, it's, it's Mad Static and his podcast. So check that out. And then the last podcast, we got the Dr. Bracer Network. It's the Dr. Bracer Show. Uh, these three dirtbags from America, man, they thir- you know, these, these are just dirtbags. These are some guys that you don't want to invite to your house, but they do a show if you're into all that nerdy, ratchet, political. They, they, they take it there. So check them out, man. So that's the Black Pod Squad, man. Ari, and I, once again, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, West Virginia Commonplace presents post-COVID talks. We talked a little bit about COVID. We related it to podcasting, and we brought it back to the masses and to something even better. So my lasting remark here, and uh, uh, I think I'm not going to do the lasting remark this time. King Germ, you do the lasting remark. Tell tell the audience what position they should have after listening to this podcast. Well, man, if you listen to this podcast, I, I want you to know if you are a podcaster, stay creative, stay consistent, stay grinding. You know what I'm saying? That's the the three keys I could give you if you are a podcaster. You really got to want to do this because it's going to be times when you're going to be thinking of something to talk about or you might not feel like doing it. You might mail in the show. But even if you mail in the show, make sure you mail it in creatively. All right. And um, if you are on the fence about podcasting, get the fuck out. Don't even do it. Don't waste your fucking time. Don't buy that roadcaster. Don't buy the microphones. Don't buy all that setup, the DSLR camera and all that other bullshit that all y'all people got. You don't need all that. You need good content. So I don't give a fuck how much goddamn production equipment you got, how many lights, bells, and whistles you got. If your show is trash, your show is trash. And that's it. All right, and on that note, we're out. Please follow WV Uncommonplace on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, TikTok where we have some great content, Facebook, LinkedIn, hit up the merch store at onecommonplace.square.site, join the email list from the website, and rate, subscribe, and give feedback from your favorite podcatcher. And lastly thanks for listening and tune into the next episode. Follow WV Uncommonplace on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, TikTok where we have some great content, Facebook, LinkedIn, hit up the merch store at onecommonplace.square.site, join the email list from the website, and rate, subscribe, and give feedback from your favorite podcatcher. And lastly thanks for listening and tune into the next episode.